0: We heard earlier this week that the Greater Cambridge Partnership is proposing a £5 charge to be introduced by 2026-2027, which would affect vehicles driving around the city between 7 in the morning and 7 in the evening. Now, along with that, with a bit of carrot and stick, there's also the promise of improved bus services, and that's the first thing, which is actually going to come in. Uh, now, Richard Wood is Secretary of the Cambridge Area Bus Users Group and uh, he's uh, with us here in Guida Street this morning. Uh, morning, Richard. Good morning, Jay. Uh, thanks very much for coming in. So, well, I guess the starting point has to be you in favour of uh, generally of the congestion charge and everything that goes with
1: it. I guess the bus bit is what excites you. I, I would say it's it's improved bus services that excites, uh, you know, that excites us and you know, realistically, they've got to be funded somehow. You can put in seed corn funding from some of the money that Greater Cambridge Partnership, um, as the delivery body for the city deal done with George Osborne, um, they have some funding, but that can only start the process off. Afterwards, there has to be some sort of revenue stream. Whether the congestion charge is the right one, whether this level or... That kind of congestion charge right is a moot point. I, I don't really want to get yeah, into. Yeah, no, absolutely. That we well, do need some kind of revenue
0: stream from somewhere. No, absolutely. And the you know, evidence so far seems to be that it's, it's not going to be us paying to <coughs> uh, uh, to use the buses. That's for sure. Um, when would you say, if we go back, I don't know, ten, twenty years, when have uh, the bus services around Cambridge been at their best?
1: I would say when um, under Andy Campbell, the city network was introduced. So Andy Campbell. Andy used to run stagecoach. He was the managing director until <clears throat> a couple of years back. Um, somebody else who was fairly senior in stagecoach, Michelle Hargreaves, who took over as managing director in the interim when Andy Campbell retired. But previously, um, she helped plan and organise that. You know, they brought her. A team with skills to plan the routes and the frequencies, and it was very impressive. And you know, there was a lot of branding on the buses, letting people know that there was this city network and where it went, and that it was frequent, and mm-hmm. people used it. Um, that was probably when it was at its very best. And is that so? Is that still in place now? It's not so much branded as a city network uh, now. Um, You tend to talk about Route 1 and Route 2 down Mill Road. I I think that's unfortunate, but... uh, So it's just like the old-fashioned bus numbers, really. (laughs) I
0: remember, you know, when I I was growing up in Colchester, it was like the 103 or the 104, as we used to have to catch, go and see Grandma. Oh,
1: yes, (laughs) yes, yes. Uh, For a while, stagecoach had a bit of a... um, You know, a bit of a fetish about simplifying route numbers to keep them to single digits uh, wherever possible, and at the most double digits. So, but uh, there's a bus (laughs) is there, and it's running, (laughs) and you know when it's coming, and it's frequent. Well, precisely. All you really want is
0: to turn up at the bus stop and get a bus. Actually, which um, which would be useful at uh, at at times. I I wonder. You know the. GCP, uh, Greater Cambridge Partnership, is talking about um, improving the bus service. And I I wonder if you do that by simply increasing... The number of buses that we have on the routes we have, um, or is it actually the route that they take? And you know these little little baby hopper buses uh, um, things, or or the puppies as Whippet wonderfully called them on, on, their, <laughs> on was, their on
1: their on uh, their routes. That was a lovely little bit of branding. Well, I've heard a lot of people um, saying, "Oh, why don't we have a little shuttle bus um, up and down Mill Road, for example?" But I, I don't see any market of people wanting to go just from one end of Mill Road to the other, rather than go from Mill Road into the city centre or from, for example, Birdwood Road or Wolstown Way to the independent shops on Mill Road. So I don't think that would uh, work. Yeah, I we guess can, if you're
0: shopping on the Mill Road, you're shopping all the way down. You're not just using the shops at the top and the shops at the bottom.
1: Exactly. And, you know, the people say, well you know, why do we need such large buses? Well, simply, you need buses of a certain size for the peak period, and you're not going to, it's not a an, a good strategy to have duplicate buses at the depot, with large buses coming in at one time, then running empty back to the depot. Right, so it's more... And little buses mm. then picked up to come back, you've got all that extra capital cost up there, and bear in mind, that the it's the labour costs that are the greater part of running a bus service. That's drivers, cleaners, maintenance engineers, so, you know... That makes sense. So you basically, uh, the the route either has to have a large bus, be it a
0: double decker or a single decker, or one of the or one of these little baby buses, mixing yes. and matching doesn't work because the buses end up sitting no, there, idle. There
1: will be there'll be some rural locations that are only ever going to have twenty people on them at the peak. So that's the ideal size for that route. But, you know, around the city network, you have to have enough that people can actually get on the bus. As for increasing frequencies, well, I'm disappointed that the pre-pandemic Mill Road frequency of 10 minutes has now gone right down to 20 minutes. Um so, there are some where I want to see a restoration of frequencies, but there's a limit to how many buses you can get through the city centre. I mean, you look at Drummer Street um, and Drummer Street bus stations sometimes, it's it's really chock-a-block. Stupid question, do bus
0: lanes <laughs> actually work from the perspective of the bus? You may not uh, see that way if you're a uh, <laughs> a motorist who has to go down to a single lane. But um, if, if a bus lane is, is brought in, or I remember, for example, when they put the bus lane cameras on Newmarket Road, mm-hmm.
1: um, does that have an effect of speeding things through? It can do, but it, it it can be a bit of a blunt instrument, to be honest. If if it's the right kind of um, lane or filter for buses. If you look inbound on Newmarket Road, there's a bus lane on the same side as the Newmarket Road um, trading estate. And then there are some traffic lights. And then if those traffic lights are failing to detect the equipment on the bus then the bus has to pull out into the general traffic or wait a long time for the default uh, setting of I, I know those very
0: lights I didn't It's by a, a furniture shop isn't it and yes. the, and the yeah. um, uh, premier lights, in hotel yeah. Yeah. yes
1: Um so you know I'm, I've often wondered why the traffic engineers didn't just make that a through for the buses with a give way for cars so if a bus was going through it was going through had priority you know I think these kind of traffic lights can be over engineering Uh, but also if you've got a bus lane that's only along part of a road the bus is possibly queuing in general traffic until it can access the bus lane so it needs to be well thought out I'm not for them I'm not against them They've got to be done right, not more of them for the sake of it. Interesting.
0: Richard, we'll talk some more in a moment or two. We need to take a, a, a short break. And then we're going to get into a bit of fantasy bus planning, which could be fun.
1: Cambridge 105 Radio.
0: It's kind of compulsory that you play this song every time that you talk about buses on the radio. National Express from the Divine Comedy. I guess they don't... It's more coaches, isn't it, these days? I remember the old Eastern National Service that used to run around Colchester, where I lived, uh, yes. many, many that years ago. That was
1: National Bus Company, but I, National Express... Oh, different company. Yes, yeah, so, and uh, the, the history of that was that... Um, well before the national bus company was set up when the um, British electric traction Group companies were nationalized to uh, to operate alongside the british transport Commission companies that had been in national uh, ownership since forty eight um, each company ran coach services two key locations London Victoria coach station and Cheltenham was another big hub before they had uh, chemical toilets on coaches so they all stopped there for people to get go to the <laughs> toilets and have a lunch and things and uh, that was uh, the, the, there was a film about it on, uh, I think, BBC4. Oh, Rowan my God, yes, these, it turns a very... A while back about Cheltenham. It was a, a bus spotter's haven. <laughs> but my, but my uh... guest, Richard Wood, secretary of the Cambridge
0: Area Bus Users Group, is well and truly establishing his credentials uh, for this uh, uh, little segment. Rob <laughs> um, has been in touch, and uh, he's both been looking, I think, at the uh, what the GCP has had to say, the Greater Cambridge Partnership, and also possibly getting out the calculator, and says that the sustainable travels zone, so that's the bit in the centre where we may end up paying this congestion charge, um, is expected to reduce car journeys by 40%, but greenhouse gas emissions by only 5%. Um, And with a bit of slide rule, uh, Rob Rob is suggesting (laughs) that actually encouraging people onto buses might
1: not actually help the environment as much as being suggested. What would you think, Richard? Well, I would. Uh, point to the fact that the Greta Gambich Partnership has helped to fund uh, two electric buses as a trial, and there are more on the way. So you need to take that into consideration. Buses, buses are becoming electrified, and also many of the um, uh, buses, diesel buses that are operated are Euro 6 standard, and the Euro 6 heavy goods and bus engines were not gamed in the way that the light vans and taxis were. You remember Dieselgate, well, so you actually find that the tailpipe emissions from a Euro 6 engine bus pump out. Less pollution, we're talking about oxides of nitrogen, PM5... All those right, PM5, nasty PM2, nasty things. Fan, yeah. The things that can lodge you. Less than a diesel taxi or a diesel delivery van would. What
0: I don't understand... Not it, less per passenger,
1: yeah. less per vehicle.
0: What I don't understand, it's a bit like um, us selling our electricity companies to the French, and then we pay as a nation through the government to build a new nuclear power station ourselves which we then half give to the the electricity companies in the same way stagecoach are running the bus company why is the gcp buying them an electric bus for
1: well they're not actually they didn't actually buy it what they what it was it was um, they were the delivery body and the money came from the central government the, the department for transport so that bus companies could have the additional cost, capital cost, of getting electric buses met. Now, there is a strong argument that over a lifetime an electric vehicle is going to cost less to run than a diesel vehicle, but there is that upfront cost and so that was a way of helping the operator and that's just been done in a lot of places around the country. so that's helping them with the capital cost and it also helps them gain experience of driving them because driving techniques are different. So encouraging them maybe to get to get more of the things as the as the diesel
0: fleet as it does gets older.
1: As the diesel freight is older and disposed of to perhaps kind of very rural operators where you know uh, the pollution issues aren't so much of a problem out uh, serving from one village to another. then you know electric buses will be coming in more and more in the cities. Okay, that makes that makes sense. So it's corn funding, yeah. if you like. So we're
0: looking at. Um Possible, you know, what 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 routes would you bring back, Richard? I guess, or what routes would be be helpful today? Because obviously we've got new builds, say in in Trumpington, for example, and they, they need to get into the centre, don't well, they? Well,
1: be, be, before I start, I would have to sort of issue a health warning. Um, we can all think of great routes, and uh, apologies in advance to uh, Ross Barton, uh, Stagecoach's uh, operating director. I wouldn't. Uh, you know, pretend to have his level of expertise uh, and knowledge. But, you know, the thing is, will they be financially viable, self sustaining? At yeah. the moment, the buses are deregulated and have to run commercially, they have to cover their costs. Now, the The Bus Service Act of 2017 uh, gives the mayor, Nick Johnson, of the Greater Cambridge... uh, Not of Greater Cambridge, it's so confusing. (laughs) There's too many many of them, isn't there? Cambridge and Peter combined authority, powers to bring in either franchising, which is a London-style operation, where... uh, Companies such as Stagecoach in London and others uh, compete to run a, a set of routes uh, for a, a price, and then the specification is done by the authority. Or we can go something aware in between, where we have a partnership, where things are agreed between the democratically elected mayor and the the operator. And I think that would be even if the um, combined authority do look at longer term at at franchising. I think they would want to get on with something like a a partnership agreement fairly rapidly because it can bring improvements, Mm. it can make sure that any subsidies are not simply spent carting empty air around no precisely uh, so, so where would where we put where do we put the buses then help health warning um are understood well it's interesting i was mentioning michelle hargreaves when andy campbell retired she came in to set up a completely new team and help rejuvenate things and uh, a lot of those things fell by the wayside because of covid uh, and she must be she and her team must be quite distressed about that the um improve frequencies on the busway, for example. But one of the things she said when I was talking to her was um, that... You know why? Why haven't we updated the city network, and why have we not got a circular route? Well, my first thought there was, um, what about the City Three, um, that runs, you know, from um, Fullborn Cherry Hinton Tesco along Cherry Hinton Road into the city to the railway station, via railway station, and uh, out along Newmarket Road to um, Fenditon well, how about uh, extending that back down uh, via, um, you know, Barnwell, Brooks, Pern and Fendon Road to to Brooks. So you've got a direct link. And then I thought again, well maybe we could do better than that even with the expansion of water beach. how about a, a route from new water beach to adam brooks direct via horning sea which has got very poor service fenderton wadlow's Whitehill, barn barnwell Her- brooks pern fendon road uh, down to adam brooks. that might be uh, a good one um There were some services um, for a brief while that ran direct from... St. Ives to Adam Brooks via the A14 and M11, but with the uh, rebuilding of the road, it, it you know it made things a bit difficult. But I did wonder about how about uh, Bar Hill to Adam uh, Express via A14 and M11. You're seeing Adam as something of a hub here with the biomedical, biomedical campus and much, everything else it's there. It's very much a hub. The the a lot of people working there and that's increasing and if we can give people transport options directly there which is you know something that East West Rail are planning to do if they can get a direct service from Camborne to Cambridge South brooks, that will could ta- potentially take a, a tremendous number of private vehicle movements off the road but if we had Byhill and Brooks Express for our A14 and M11, Trumpington park and ride, We could change on to um, one of the uh, Flixbus coaches for Paris, couldn't you? Oh, um, I, think, I think we have, Richard, I think we have the
0: makings of a plan here, and I, <laughs> I think we need to uh, point Michelle and her colleagues at Stagecoach in the direction... On. I
1: think she's retired. Oh, sorry. Yes. OK. No, no. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's Darren Rowe, who's oh, Darren the Rowe. Marin- managing director and Ross Barton who's operations director. Well, we, we should point them in the direction
0: of the Radio Player app, where you can hear a recording of this <laughs> a little later on. Uh, Richard Wood uh, from Cambridge Area Bus Users Group. Thanks for joining us this morning.
1: Cambridge 105
0: Radio.